An effective to-do list helps you to take action on the right priorities at the right time. But if yours leaves you feeling overwhelmed and uninspired, you need to change how you make it. How do you make a to-do list so it brings a sense of calm and keeps you focused on what really matters? How do you make it work for you instead of against you? This is episode 13, How to Make a To-Do List That Works. Hello and welcome to The Incrementalist, a productivity podcast on making big changes in small steps. My name is Diane Williams. I'm your productivity coach and host for the show. To skillfully create a to-do list, you need to know the reasons why it might not work and what you can do to make it better. If you find yourself rushing through tasks, worrying about things you're not doing, or having items linger for weeks or months, You might think that to-do lists don't work. Your to-do list didn't appear by itself. You made it. So maybe the answer is not to stop making to-do lists, but to be more intentional and to organize it around your real priority or priorities. David Allen, author of Getting Things Done, says his productivity system is more about creating space instead of just managing time. The GTD methodology helps you to beat overwhelm, have a sense of control, and focus on what matters. GTD consists of five basic steps to deal with workflow. First, capture or collect. Second, clarify or process. Third, organize. Fourth, reflect or review. And fifth, engage or do. Capture includes a mind sweep or brain dump of all the things taking up your attention. Get them out of your head and into a trusted external system. This could be a simple notebook or paper planner or task management app like Todoist, Things 3, Trello, or OmniFocus. Next, you process what you captured. Clarify whether you're focused or focusing on the right things. Alan describes six horizons of focus or six different perspectives from which to define your priorities. Ground level is your runway. This consists of your current actions, your daily errands and tasks, like replying to emails, making telephone calls, and doing administrative tasks. Horizon one is a 10,000 feet level. This includes your current projects. That is projects that take more than one action step to finish, like organizing a conference, teaching a course, writing a book, or relocating to another city. Horizon 2 is the 20,000 feet level. This involves your areas of focus and accountability. This includes activities around your job like marketing, strategic planning, attending meetings, and producing client deliverables. There's also your personal life like relationships, family, finances, health, hobbies, recreation, and spirituality. Horizon 3 is a 30,000 feet level. This is your one to two year goals and objectives. These may be personal goals or changing the nature of your job and adding new responsibilities. Horizon 4 is the 40,000 feet level. 
This is your three to five year vision regarding your business, career, vocation, family, home life, and so on. They involve consideration of external factors like AI technology, economic trends, and global competition. Horizon 5 is a 50,000 feet level. This is your big picture view, your life purpose, and your principles. Because you have limited time, attention, and energy, you need to triage your to-dos. This is where many of us trip up. We confuse the capturing phase for or to-dos. You could use the priority matrix, which is the organization system attributed to the 34th U.S. President, Dwight Eisenhower. Decide what's important and urgent, what's important but not urgent, and what's urgent but not important. What's not important and not urgent can be left off your to-do list completely. Important and urgent tasks need immediate attention. Escalate and take care of them first. Important but not urgent tasks need attention too, but are not as time sensitive. They help you reach your big objectives and fulfill your purpose, so make time for them. Focus on mastering what you want to accomplish. At some point, usually at a pre-scheduled time or protected time block, the important but perhaps not urgent thing is the number one thing you need to do. Time-sensitive, urgent tasks that are not important still need to get done soon, but delegate them if at all possible. If your assistants can do the task 80% as well, if not better, have them do it. There's always an opportunity cost and a trade-off for doing something yourself. After you have captured what's on your mind, you then need to process and organize your workflow. This is one phase where you can also trip up. Don't confuse the mind sweep with your to-dos. What do you do with things that require no action? You trash it if it is no longer needed. You put it in the someday maybe file for review and incubation. Or you place it in a reference file or tickler file if you may need to retrieve it and use the information later. For instance, I keep reference files for podcast episodes and blog post ideas. How do you process the things that require action? You create a next actions list. Big projects need to be broken down into smaller actionable steps. This is another phase in the workflow where you can also trip up. You need to decide when it's better to list micro steps or keep tasks at a macro level. Here are the reasons why your to-do list might be working against you instead of for you. Reason number one, you're using too many mediums or the wrong medium. Spreading out your to-do items among different mediums from Google Tasks to Outlook Calendar to your paper planner can make it harder to stay on track. Using a trendy to-do app when a plain notepad is more your speed can also hamper your progress. The solution is to choose one medium that's right for you or use the lowest number of organizational task management systems that help you do the things you need to get done. Stop jumping around from one shiny new app to another. Try to stick with one tool at least for 30 days before you switch to another. The task management system or tool is not usually the problem or the solution. Find the medium that suits you makes it simple to update your to-dos 
and is easily accessed throughout the day. You don't have to test out every single application or software that comes your way. You don't have to try out every single productivity planner or journal that gets released on the market. Stick with one that works. I use a combination of analog and electronic, a whiteboard to list my daily to-dos, a moleskin daily planner to track my time, such as when and how long I did a certain task, and a dry erase 25 by 36 wall calendar to list my weekly, monthly, and quarterly objectives. I also use electronic reminders for appointments and meetings. Overall, I prefer analog to focus on important and critical tasks. Staying offline helps me to avoid wasting time on surfing the internet and replying to emails when I need to be working on an important project. Reason number two for why your to-do list might not be working is that you simply have too many things on it. Remember the four Ds, do, delete, delegate, and defer. If you can do a task in two minutes, do it instead of add it to your to-do list. But make sure you're not getting bogged down with small, trivial things. Many things are unnecessary and not meaningful. You can get a quick dopamine hit from checking off easy tasks, but are you really doing real work? A long list of to-dos and unfinished items can make you feel overwhelmed and unfocused. It leaves you scattered and pulled in many directions. True productivity is not about doing many things in one day. It's about working on your highest priority or priorities that have real impact and are aligned with your primary objectives and purpose. The solution is to keep your to-do list short and simple. Less is more. Use your weekly planning session to set your daily to-dos. Consider the planning fallacy. You always underestimate the time it takes to finish a task. There's optimism bias where we make plans based on the best conditions. But there will be delays and distractions and new things will keep coming up along the way. Be realistic with how much time and effort it takes to complete your to-dos. Let's assume you have eight hours in a typical workday. Completing six items that each takes an hour or 20 items that each takes 15 minutes is within your reach. But what if each item actually requires more hours or more minutes to be done effectively? What about when you're waiting for a response, feedback, or approval? What happens to your productivity when you're sleepy, not engaged, or feeling stuck? What about quality time with your family, having a meal, or taking restful breaks? Limit your to-do list to a few, preferably no more than three, very important tasks that you can realistically do in a day. Keep the list closed. Add items throughout the day only when they're both critical and urgent. Otherwise, you can put them on tomorrow's to-do list. Make room for lag time, delays, interruptions, distractions, or low energy. You can have more than three tasks, but the extra ones are secondary. It's great if you get them done, but it's no big deal if you put them off to another day when they do become a real priority. You can also chunk your action items into batches. If you need to reply to emails, set time aside to respond to a group of them instead of responding to each email upon receipt. Chunking related tasks together helps you to simplify your to-dos. Missing a few tasks here and there is normal. 
You can't predict with precise accuracy how long each task will take. Stuff happens. Discipline and willpower can only get you so far. You need to take your body's natural rhythms into account. Take time to renew and reflect. Give yourself a break and celebrate wins. Just because you didn't get through your entire to-do list doesn't mean you weren't productive. Maybe you didn't make the planned sales call, but perhaps you received an unsolicited call from an ideal prospect and negotiated a great deal. Keep a separate done list to reflect the things you did accomplish. Reason number three why your to-do list might not be working is that it doesn't prioritize what really matters to you. Cluttering your to-do list with tasks you don't want to do, or at least don't need to do, sets you up for failure and frustration. Life doesn't get more fulfilling or rewarding just because your day is packed with activities and getting things done. The to-do list is not the same as your someday maybe list or your long-term projects list. Use your weekly review and preview to decide what goes on your daily to-do list. I talk more about weekly planning in episodes 8 and 9 of the Incrementalist podcast. You might also have too many trivial or low-leverage tasks on your to-do list. Instead of addressing your big-ticket item, you get busy checking off easy tasks that do not move you toward what you really want to accomplish. Yes, you need to respond to messages, reply to emails, and return phone calls, and run errands. But accommodate them when it's convenient, not when you really need to be focusing on writing the big report or creating valuable content for your ideal clients. While doing something might be more productive than doing nothing, you need to watch out for busy work, doing things to keep you busy to avoid the things that really need to get done. Make sure to distinguish between busyness and success between real productivity and pseudo-productivity. Stop looking around at what others are doing and where they're focusing their time, energy, and attention. Define success for yourself, what it means to you. It might not be more work responsibilities, higher pay, or a promotion. It could be more time and space to enjoy what you already have. You need to have a good mix of tasks that support personal endeavors and areas of responsibilities beyond work. Prioritize your life, not just work-related projects. The solution is to be more selective and intentional when you make your to-do list. If you're not eager to do a task, ask yourself whether it's vital for you to personally complete. If it is, stop procrastinating and take action. If it's not, dump it from your list, delegate the task, or move it to your someday maybe list. Your to-do should reflect your priorities for the year, quarter, month, week, and day. Being more selective helps you to create space for the tasks that generate flow and are truly important to you. Consider the context, the time available, your energy level, and your priority when deciding what to do at a certain hour. Context is about the tools and resources you need, your work location or workspace, and the type of task you'll be doing, whether it's attending a meeting, writing, communicating, thinking, or researching. 
Aim to do the hardest and most important thing on your to-do list when you're at your peak, when there are fewer distractions and interruptions. Even if you finish only one big thing that day, it's a big deal. You also get the feeling of accomplishment that helps you to build momentum and make the rest of your day easier. Be aware of your own natural rhythms and track your peaks and valleys to decide when to do what. Tune in and observe when you're most mentally astute and physically alert. Work on hard tasks that require the most focus, creativity, and grit during those times. Do routine, no-brainer work when your energy is at its low point, like in the afternoon slump. If you don't have full control over your work schedule or workspace, you can take steps to shift your normal rhythm. You might think you're a night owl when what you really have is poor sleep habits or a lack of a shutdown routine. You can tweak your bedtime rituals so you can wake up feeling more refreshed for morning meetings or quiet time projects. Reason number four for why your to-do list might not work is that you define your items too broadly. End goals and big projects are the worst types of to-dos. Seeing items like build your website, create annual report, or prepare presentation are intimidating because they are so huge they do little to trigger immediate action. Your to-do list must contain actionable, specific tasks that you can reasonably complete on a given day. Projects like build a website usually need to be broken down into smaller, achievable tasks. The first step might be to call the web designer to discuss the main objectives of a site redesign or the creation of a new page. The solution is to break down goals and projects into manageable action steps. Divide big tasks into smaller subtasks that are action-oriented. Start with the first physical action that you can take, such as call web designer for price quotes, schedule a meeting with accountant, or select video clips for presentation. Include telephone numbers, website links, self-imposed due dates or external deadlines, and any other information or resource you need to take the first step. Reason number five as to why your to-do list might not work is that you have too many micro-steps. Micro-detail lists can make your to-dos seem more complicated and overwhelming than they really are. They can also discourage playful spontaneity and shut out unexpected opportunities. Let's say you have an article to write. You can break it down into micro-steps, research an issue, write the first draft, review and edit the draft, and send the article to the editor. If you have trouble getting started, it can help to break up a project. But by doing so, you expand the list of to-dos. If you need to schedule a dental appointment, do you really need to list all the steps like find phone number, call the number, and make appointment? The solution is to switch to macro steps when you're getting too bogged down with trivial or minor details. Tasks like clean the office, write blog posts, and prepare notes for podcast episode are macro. You don't always need to break up projects into small steps. Even though this podcast is about making big changes in small steps, you start with tiny only when it's necessary to gain traction and momentum. It depends on the complexity, the novelty, your motivation and skill level, for example. If the tasks are too small, your to-do list will overwhelm you. 
Make them just right so your list encourages you to take action. An effective to-do list will allow you to engage and execute. Do what you need to do with purpose. At the end of your day, review what you did and plan your to-dos for tomorrow. Block focus time for when you will take action on them so you're not just reacting to whatever comes up. Keep defining and redefining what's most important. In his Getting Things Done, or GTD system, Alan proposes no more daily to-do lists. He says you should instead have three things on your calendar. Time-specific actions like appointments and meetings, day-specific actions like following up with a person on a specific day before she travels out of town, and day-specific information like things you need to know about on specific days. Alan says daily to-do lists don't work because there's always new input and changing tactical priorities. He notes that to-dos on your calendar can distract you from what really needs to get done on a given day. He recommends you keep instead a next actions list to hold your action reminders and to have them be separate from your calendar. But you can do the same with a to-do list. You can actually keep it separate from your calendar. And just like a next action list, you can make a to-do list that has no ambiguity about the next activity to move something forward. Some productivity experts will distinguish between an actions list and a to-do list. But it's more about distinguishing between your daily to-do list that contains your real priorities and your someday maybe list, things that you would like to do in the future, or your mind sweep, things you got out of your head and into an external system for mental relief. It's not that successful and happy people don't use to-do lists, but that they use them and make them in different ways. When created without much thought, your to-do list can make it hard to execute on important tasks or steer you toward low leverage tasks. But when made with intention, a to-do list can help you stay on track, get organized around your priorities, channel your attention, and make steady progress on what really matters. If you're having trouble getting the right things done, you may contact me for productivity coaching. And if you have a recurring issue you'd like me to address in a future episode, email me through my website at dinewilliams.com. If you like the show, I appreciate your shares, subscribes, and reviews. Thank you for joining me and tune in again next time.